Welcome to Dude What Happened, a post-apocalyptic podcast where we cover everything from The Walking Dead all the way to Wally. We cover it all. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Bryce. Yeah. And I'm his co-host, Marcus. All right. So the strain is a really like four season long FX series uh, by Gamal de Thoral. Really good. If you have not seen it, stop right now. Go watch it. Spoiler alert, a plenty because we are. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say heads up, massive spoiler alert so for this big, one. Like first things first, just to give like a really really general synopsis, is a plane comes down to JFK Airport. They we got the tower. The tower tries to communicate with the plane. No one's answering, so a few people go from the tower to the airplane. The engines are down. The plane's not moving. People aren't coming out. They say the airplane is dead, so they call everyone, CIA, FBI, police, CDC, who are the people we are covering. And if you do not know who that, who those people are, it's Center of Disease Control. Just, just going over the basics. Specifically, their canary team who investigates... Um Instances like this where there's, like, a potential bioweapons outbreak, yeah. they're the first ones in. I also really like the name Canary Team for the whole, like, mining yeah. part. I it really took me a while to actually make that connection. Yeah, I I didn't know that's what they were called. I really like that. They find that the entire plane, like, everyone is dead, but it's, like, they're all frozen. But they are four survivors. They take all four survivors to check in on them and like watch over them to make sure nothing happens or an outbreak but one of them is like a really wealthy lawyer and she is able to get all four people out back into their normal lives and they get sick like really sick very very sick so <laughs> sick it's really really bad and on the other side of town we are following a pawnbroker who sees on the news about the plane and he, he goes. He rushes straight to the CDC and tells them, burn all the bodies, the alive, the dead. Don't let any of them out of your care. There is a coffin in the plane. Get it. Get rid of it. Destroy it. Destroy it. And pretty much what happens is Strigoi, which if you do not know what Strigoi are, it's a very... Romanian? I think that's kind of yeah. where the origin of the term comes it from. It is a Romanian word for vampire, which there's an outbreak of them, and pretty much we are following a group of, I would say, pretty diverse ragtag group of humans against the Strigoi because it pretty much ends in this humongous war between humanity and, like, these ancient vampires. And what's, like... And I'll, I'll get more into it, but what's interesting is they are monsters. They are not, like, hot guys with fangs. They are disgusting. They are disgusting. So it's very, like, if you like The Walking Dead or if you like any zombie movie or Last of Us, it is so in your wheelhouse. This mm -hmm. is, like, it's vampire bites, like, only a few small little principles. Like, they can't, they drink blood, they can't go into daylight. So it's, like, almost entirely zombie-esque with cool little, like, cool little things. Like, we got some flashbacks to ancient times. We got some, like, viral stuff, like, 
very scientific. Yeah, I would really like to get into that later. Yeah. Because I think I think the anatomy and of the Strigoi and their method of transmission is very interesting. Yeah. So if anyone thinks that is cool, wants to watch that, please do. It's on Hulu for free. It has all four seasons. Watch it. It is so good. Personally, I think after Pan's Labyrinth, it is Guillermo del Toro's best work. You know, I would, as a huge fan of Mr. Del Toro, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. And um, I don't know it's it's super underrated. It is so underrated. It was a huge sleeper. Like a lot of people slept on it, and yeah. it, you know, it's hard to find like fan based stuff online about it. Oh, I couldn't find it for the life of me. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's a few, like, you can find, like, under YouTube videos of theirs. They have comments, of course, but nothing crazy. There's not, like, a huge online, like, fandom. Oh, it's not, it's not like Walking Dead. It's not like Last of Us where you can find, like, compilations or you can find memes or you can find people wanting, like, video games and stuff. There's no merch. It's nothing like that. I know there's like li- they've done cons in bef- before, but oh, it's yeah. nothing on like the Walking Dead or Last of Us scale. Yeah, I will say it's not for the squeamish. If you are averse to blood or gore or anything, or any gross. type of horror, if you don't like horror at all, don't watch. This. Yeah, stay away from it because it is disturbing in places, even and for people like us. Yeah, and I will say it is so impressive that like FX was able to like. And I know they have American Horror Story. They've been able to do pretty big things before. Oh, yeah. But this felt big, big. They were able to, like, have full-scale, like, battles with, like, thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know what the budget of the show was, but it's... It had to be big. It's got good quality effects. It's got good writing. I could honestly see being attacked by the Strigoi. They don't look CGI'd or anything. No, the only CG part of them is their uh, stinger. They the call stinger. it the stinger. Oh yeah, and we'll get into we'll the get stinger. out. We'll get into that in a um, in a moment. Yeah, in a moment. So, what do you want to handle first? You want to like start with characters, or I think we can. I think we can go for some character descriptions, and yeah. then. I would really like to talk about the Strigoi themselves, like, after we get yeah. over, like, named characters. Yeah, let's just do season one characters really, really quick, mm-hmm. and then we'll go straight into the anatomy of the Strigoi, because, honestly, that's probably the most important part. I would say. Yeah. It plays a huge part in the show itself. Let's start with probably, I would say, our main character, um, F. F. Ephraim. Yeah. Ephraim. Goodweather isn't it as last name? I or think something? it is. I'm getting onto. I'm, I'm like, struggling to remember some of their names, but I'm getting onto the Wikipedia page right now because sadly I do not have like a what's the right photographic memory. <laughs> I cannot remember like every single. All right, yeah. So we got Ephraim Goodweather mm-hmm. to start the leader of the CDC Canary team that investigates the initial plane. Uh, Incident. Yeah, incident's the best way. I want to say, like, disappearance yeah. or anything. What do you want to start with F? Because he's an interesting man. <laughs> I'm going to just straight it up and say I don't like him. No, he's not likable. He's, he's he, let's see, he's a recovering alcoholic. His family's falling apart. And that's um, not the, by the way. That's not the that's not, not likeable. the reason I no, don't like him. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just describing some of the yeah. par- aspects of him. I just wanted to give it He's a, just like, a jerk. <laughs> He is a jerk because he's very narcissistic. 
very narcissistic, very like facetious. Uh, Good word. Good word. He's very sarcastic. Um, he does a lot of self-serving things. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like the only reason he wants to keep his family together is for himself. He doesn't care what's good like for his wife, for his son. Yeah. He wants to keep them together because they are good for him. Mm -hmm. Like it makes him feel more like I don't know. He likes having the perfect work life because he's very celebrated at his job and he wants the perfect family too just so he has like the whole well-rounded. Mhm. Mm but yeah, like, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. He's very selfish. Let's see. Like I said, he's a recovering alcoholic, which, I mean, good for him. He's trying to get... Oh, yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to, to get, get a, better. But that doesn't last. Um, I, just, I just still don't feel like he's doing it for the right reasons. No. Uh, he's doing it like legal, because he's legally required to, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But um, let's see. He's having an affair with his... Uh, yeah, Nora Martinez, Dr. Nora Martinez, who... She's an interesting character. She is. I feel like we can get into well, her. Well, we will. Yeah. Um, I think we should cover her next after F. Yeah. Because um, Cause what, what more can we say about him? Like, he He's good at what he does. He's good I'm at like, what he yeah. does, but outside of that, he's not great. He's just not a good person. <laughs> no. I Is he the person we need to fight, like, a viral infection? Yes. Yes. Is he a good person? No. No. But he's what we got. And if you watch the show, you will understand what we mean. Yeah, it's just, he doesn't make good decisions. No. And he, he after kind of finally realizing what the real problem is, um, yeah. he, he, like, he visits one of the uh, hospital, or the hospitalized survivors. Yeah. Um, who ends up becoming a Strigoi. Yeah. Through means we will discuss momentarily, mm -hmm. um, and ends up having to kill him. Yeah, he and really cared about that guy. I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, that was sad. That was really sad. But um, that is witnessed on security cameras, and he is, becomes wanted by the FBI and spends a lot of the first and probably second season in like. As a wanted criminal. I wouldn't even say the third, but they just have bigger fish to fry. At, at that, that point, point, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, throughout pretty much the entire series, he's, like, pretty much a criminal. They just don't really talk about it by the third season. Mm -hmm. And... Because he is arrested by the police at one point. Oh, and yeah. And the government... By the way, the government sucks in this movie so badly. They're, they're like, so utterly inept. Like... They refuse to, I will say, very realistic to how our government probably would react in such a s scenario. Yeah. And I don't think we mentioned that this takes place in New York. Oh, well, I said JFK. Well, not everybody's probably going to know where that is. JFK International Airport is in New York City. Yes. For anyone who doesn't Who did know not that, know, I'm sorry. Or didn't look it up after they heard it. Yeah, which probably didn't. Like I, think, I think the fact that this takes place in New York is actually ties into... Oh, it's it, a... The setting is important. Yeah. Setting is very important. There's a like, because it's a very, I will say like in contrast to Walking Dead, and that's only because we watch both series like back to back. Mm -hmm. Walking Dead is so rural, like it's almost entirely done within like either suburbs or small towns. While I like to believe the strain is almost entirely urban. I would say yeah. until like probably the very last season. Even then, it's 
pretty urban. Like, mm-hmm. we're still, we're in New York. If we're not in New York, we're in Philadelphia. If we're not in Philadelphia, we're in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And if we're not in those other, we were even in London for a point. Briefly. <laughs> yeah, briefly. But it was like, I would say 85%, just very big city, mm-hmm. which really ties in to, like, I believe the whole essence of the show it makes it so much more claustrophobic with all the strigoi there yeah that that really that ties in a lot too yeah so moving on from (laughs) that so you want to handle nora and then we'll take care of our boy abraham dr nora what's her last name martinez martinez is would you say she's, like, the second in command of the Canary team? Oh, see, like, I would even go as far to say kind of partner. Partner, with, the because can- she's it's, really... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canary team isn't huge. It's, but it's not big. It's, like, three people. And one of them is <laughs> Sean Astin, which... <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, his character's flawed. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's important in a way, but... Yeah, I don't like the way he's important, though. Nah, we'll get to him. Though. Yeah, well, she, she's very, like, smart, very, like, well, um, what's the right word? I would say, like, very um, well-skilled in virology. Mm-hmm. She's also a very loving daughter to her mother, who I personally just don't like. <laughs> we'll also cover that. Yeah. Um. Um, and pretty much, like, yeah, she is having an affair with F. Yep. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Not happy about And by the way, I hate how F is like angry at his ex-wife, ex-wife for dating a man while he is out there doing what he's doing. It's so hypocritical. It is. So Abraham Satrakian. Satrakian, yeah. Is uh Yeah, if you ever need to. He he is a very old man. He, um insanely old. <laughs> he's like a million. But well, yeah. <laughs> He is a very, very important character. He is a pawnbroker who um, also hunts vampires. Yeah, he's pretty much... He's pretty much Van Helsing. Pretty much. Like, he's legit because Van Helsing was a very continental Europe uh, vampire hunter who was brought in to the Bram Stoker Dracula already knowing about vampires. And that's pretty much what we get from Abraham Satrakian. He's from Armenia, but raised in hung- Hungary. Mm-hmm. Or was it Romania? No, it was Romania. I'm sure. I think it was I Romania. don't remember. Um, born in Armenia, raised in Romania, and like he knows about the Strigoi for some honestly really awful reasons. Yeah, uh, this is a pretty serious subject. Just as a heads up. Yeah, um, it's um yeah, really big trigger warning on this one. We'll give everybody a, just a sec to pause this or turn it off if they need to. Yeah, we'll probably only be handling this for I would say three minutes at the most. So you can come back at twenty, twenty minutes. We'll probably be done by then. Abraham is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Um, he knew about the Strigoi. Uh, from stories as a child. Yeah, that but, his um, grandma told mm-hmm. him. And he he was put into a camp 
with his brother, right? Was it his brother or is no? It that was just his friend. Just his friend. Um, okay, he did come with his grandma though. Yeah, who he was separated from. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much, I think I'll handle like um, there was a Strigoi, a a pretty important one that would come in and well suck the blood from the Holocaust. It, it would it would come into the bunkhouse at night and like find an individual to prey on and. Yeah, it would suck their blood because they knew that no one would care, sadly. Mm-hmm. And that's how he kind of found out. And ever since World War II, he's been hunting them mm-hmm. and trying to like save humanity from who he calls the master, who we will get into. He's also a very skilled carpenter, which is important. Very skilled carpenter. Um, actually, he's the one who makes the coffin. For the master, yes, he made. He is the one who made the master's coffin. Yes. Um, who, by the way, if it wasn't obvious, the master is our big bad. He is our villain, who we will definitely handle at the like end, <laughs> as we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, we got that. Pretty sure. Oh, the cane sword. Oh yeah. How could we? <laughs> he also wields a a fabled cane sword. For... Oh yeah. I don't know if anyone knows what we mean by cane sword, but it is a a long, thin blade concealed within the within confines a of a cane. Yeah, it's just a weird-looking cane that you can pull a sword out of. And basically, it is made out of white gold with the head of a wolf, and it is from like a Polish noble family. It's really cool. I wish I had it. But sadly, I do not. See, I would like that as their mer- merch. <laughs> just like a replica cane sword? Or just the real one. Because it has a name, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember it. it. But the blade is edged in silver, which is also very important. Yeah. Um, it's very... I'll get in more into that when we discuss the Strigoi themselves. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to rush so we can get okay. to like the meat, you know? The meat. <laughs> the meat. <laughs> I want to deal with... Where is he? Where is he? Thomas Eichhorst. Thomas Eichhorst. I want to get into him because he's... The guy who plays him is a good villain. He just has... He has villain. He has resting villain face. Yes. (laughs) I wasn't... I was half paying attention when you said that. Yeah. (laughs) But... He um, does, though. (laughs) Yes. He's a very important Strigoi within the Master's forces. Yeah. He was also the head of the concentration camp Abraham was was in. He is... He's easy to hate. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are lifelong enemies. Oh, yeah. It's like... It it makes the fight between God and Satan look like... N- For anyone who's Greek... <laughs> um, uh, we apologize to any Sorry. religious members of our audience. Yes. Um, what I'm trying to say is the feud is big. The rivalry is there. Yeah, very Cain um, and Abel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Enough with the biblical references. Romulus Remus? That's not biblical. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll count that. <laughs> All right, I think we're done anyway, with that. Uh, anyway, enough <laughs> analogies. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about Palmer, Eldritch Palmer? Oh, uh, yeah, let's get into Palmer. Um, Eldritch Palmer is a very, very old man mm-hmm. who is dying, yeah. um, and he is basically the treasurer of the Master's Army. He's yeah, a very he's... rich American man who funds all of the Master's surface world activities yeah all of the plans he takes care of and by the way the middleman between the master and eldritch palmer who has all the money is i 
Eichhorst is like the master's right hand as well as his mouthpiece. Yeah, because the master is a quite strange looking because yes, he is a monster. Well, he's like a seven, like a seven, seven foot, seven foot, seven hundred year old, like pale, pale, monster disgusting creature of the night who has the voice of like a Shakespearean deity. It's <laughs> yes. Shakespearean deity. I don't like you know like a, a ghost from Shakespeare, like the Hamlet ghost. Okay, King Hamlet. Well, that's the legit name. <laughs> anyway, yes, but Palmer is the only reason he's doing this is because I like I said he's dying. He's been disabled through his whole life, yeah. and he wants immortality. He wants immortality. Yeah, and well, the master can give it to him, but it's at a pretty steep cost extremely steep cost and okay so we got him we got those i feel like we should get our boy um uh, vasily fett vasily we're just gonna call him fett though because that's what they call him in the show <laughs> our giant ukrainian friend our giant ukrainian <laughs> friend who is a, a hero to all an enemy to more <laughs> <laughs> A mighty figure. A mighty figure and a rat catcher. Yeah, he is an exterminator. He's an exterminator. New York uh, Department of yeah. Sanitation. Yeah, something? and he has like two, I would say, very big interests. First, extermination of rodents. Mm -hmm. But also, he knows the city in and out. His father was an architectural professor. He loves architecture. And he starts noticing the rats are not in certain areas, so he goes check, and he finds hundreds of Strigoi, and he perfects killing them. Oh, yeah, he gets really good at killing Strigoi. Yeah, and... He even he uses, like, a, a piece of rebar, yeah. which is interesting. It's very and interesting. And he, he actually says why, because it doesn't bend or break. Mm -hmm. Not like a blade where you have to keep it sharpened or something. Yeah. He's okay. very simple and direct with his methods. Very. All right, got them... Um, should we go to Gus? Yeah, let's talk about Gus. I love Gus. Uh, he is a, would you call him like a tertiary, tertiary protagonist? Like, I would actually go far to say secondary, personally. We, can't, we stay on him for a pretty long amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, he is a, how would I say, he's not been raised on like, I don't. He's been raised in the hood, pretty much. Yeah, of New York. He's For, an ex, he's an ex-con. Ex-con, sweet guy though. Total mama's boy. Trying to do right by his mom. By his mom, it's very and also as a Mexican American, which I am, I really like the representation because we do not get a lot of screen time usually, and ever whenever we do, we usually have to play like white characters or just characters that are like stereotypes and i feel like gus was allowed to have a little more three-dimensional because yeah he was an ex-con but you see him like form like real relationships you see him able to speak his like language fluently and yeah, he's a smart guy he's a super smart guy he takes a pretty big leadership role throughout the series mm -hmm. he's able to like form <laughs> pretty important relationships with other characters who will like get in much further within the podcast and 
he's also just he's very respectable in within his actions. And again, he's a very big mama's boy family is very important to him. Mm-hmm. Which is all it's always nice to see. He's yeah. a really sweet guy. He is. And some very unfortunate stuff happens to him. Yeah, it's sad. Later on. He he takes it in stride. He does what he needs to do. Yeah. I will say none of these people um all of these people are victims of the Strigoi in one way or another. Oh yeah, uh no one comes unscathed. Yeah. Not a single person. Um I feel like we should get into Ephraim's family and then get into the anatomy. Uh yeah. Do you want to talk about the plane survivors or do you think We can briefly mention them. We'll briefly mention them. I just a couple of have... them end up being important. Yeah. One in particular. <laughs> oh yeah, one in particular. But anyway. But I feel like we should handle his family cuz they're they're also they're important. super important. I, dare I say more important than the, Vic? Yeah. Except for the one. Except for the one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for like rushing. It's just there's so much to cover. There's a lot to cover here, so we're trying to make sure we get it all. Yeah, and it's um, our first series. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the names of his family. Okay, so Kelly Goodweather, yeah. F's ex-wife. Ex-wife. Um, I like her. She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna get really interesting. Yeah, something like super interesting. interesting happens, and um, which we will get into as soon as we like. Yeah, and then his son. His son. Um, well, Zach. only first season Zach. We're let's cover first season Zach, and then Zach, in the first season Zach's a good kid. Good kid loves his dad, loves his mom. He's a good all-American app, apple pie. He's just a good kid. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. He's just a, I gave, I gave Bryce Mark, is giving me a really, like... I was confused by what he was trying I, to say there. I just but. mean, like, you know when a writer on a TV show wants to write a good kid? They mm-hmm. write Zach. Yeah. He's just a good kid. Yeah. He's, like, not... I wouldn't say generic. He's just... He fits the formula. Yeah. He's very formulaic, like, good kids. Like, like protagonist's character. Like it's, kid. like... He's a good kid. Yeah. That's all. All right, you want to get into um, the anatomy? I feel like we covered enough characters. Yeah, yeah. so the anatomy of the Strigoi is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're viewing the show from like the perspective of like CDC scientists, yeah. we do get a very scientific approach to something that is somewhat supernatural. Yeah. Somewhat. It's... I think it starts scientific and it takes a supernatural approach just yeah. because how it affects its victims. Mm-hmm. So I'll get into the transmission first. Yeah. Um, so the master's body is riddled with these worms. Mm-hmm. They're like parasitic worms who carry a virus. It's so nasty. It's disgusting. <laughs> they look they look gross. Um, but they carry a virus on them. It's a twofold transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who gets infected, uh, well, the worms can burrow in through the skin, but yeah. they like going in through the eyes or the nose. Sorry, it's, guys. It's so uh, gross. Trigger warning. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that before. Yeah, um, I've... Well, pretty much, if they are on your skin, you're you're a goner. Mm-hmm. You're a goner. Because they burrow in very quickly so and quickly. multiply even quicker. Oh, yeah. Um, Because your body becomes filled with these worms. Mm-hmm. Um, who like 
are consuming your normal blood and replacing it with like this weird like white white sort of denatured like it's like it's like protein like it's like it's like blood for the Strigoi, but it's yeah. not like human blood. It carries it's, new. It carry. It does a job. It but. does their. It's their form of blood. It's mm-hmm. and it's also kind of a defense mechanism. Yeah, because um, there's, it has all the worms like within it. They, it flows through their veins. It they live under the flesh. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so um, like that's why it's so hard to kill these things because if they're splatter, there's, there's a good chance. There's there are so many worms inside of a strigoi, even a newly like turned one. That, that has if, at least a few a thousand. That if you do any sort of damage to its body that could cause like blood to splatter on you, yeah, worms will go with it and they will infect you. <laughs> oh, definitely. So it is bad. Firearms are recommended. Um, firearms are definitely anything, recommended. Anything that will avoid you can avoid like getting any of their blood on you. Mm-hmm. And I like. It's a slow process, but mutations start to happen in the host body. Yeah. And, like, it changes their anatomy completely. It's extremely painful. It's very painful, like... Um, also, because your body's trying to fight it. Your so body's you fighting, have like... have a major fever. These in, yeah. A, fe- a fever is a key thing. Your skin starts becoming very discolored, grayish. Uh, you're starts losing out, hair. Yeah, your hair starts falling out. Your teeth change. Well, your teeth are gone, actually. I'm pretty sure because you don't need them anymore. Yeah, your t- they basically fall out. They um, fall out. It's your, your tongue starts mutating into this sort of tentacle-like structure with two barbs it, on the end of it. Yeah, it becomes... St- this is what we call a stinger. Yeah, this is the stinger. This is the main weapon of the Strigoi. It is like a giant tentacle. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... I mean, they could fire it out of their mouth uh-huh. at a pretty good distance. Oh, yeah. And uh, they have prehensile... Say six feet. Yeah. So they have also... They can kind of twist it around it. They have, like... Yeah. It's, like, prehensile. It's very flexible. And if it hits you, you're gone. Yeah. Because if any... If either of the barbs scratch you even yeah. a little bit, you're infected. So... But... Yeah. They will, they will try to go for your neck or your thigh yeah. where there's the most blood flow. But anywhere <laughs> the barb... Well, I've noticed uh, they yeah. mentioned that. No, I just mean it feels like we're giving like a learning, like a teaching education <laughs> seminar. <laughs> like these things are real, yeah. and we're just trying to educate people about them. Yeah. Um, well, the government hasn't been. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, your tongue mutates into that, and it connects. It changes your digestive system. Oh yeah. Which becomes all this weird interconnected goopy mass inside of your body. Yeah, it's really gross. It's disgusting. Um. Like I said, like we said, your hair falls out, your eyes change. Your they, eyes do. They become way more sensitive to light. Well, and also it's more reptilian. Mm-hmm. So the eyes, instead of going up and down, it's back. Uh, yeah, you get a side new. To side. I get a new set of eyelids, which is fun. Yeah, which I bet doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we just we gotta take care of it, reproductive. They lose their genitalia. Yeah, for a um, more efficient sense of. I don't really want to talk too much about it. It's just it turns they have lizard. It turns into a cloaca. Yeah, it's just so gross. And that's all I'll say about it because it is disgusting. Um, like the first time I watched it, and we like see what happens, I'm just like, Ugh! yeah, because we get to witness a dissection of one of these things are very early on in yeah. the series, and we get they to make very specific mention of all of these attributes. 
They do very thorough show. Mm -hmm. There's like only one thing that we'll get into, but it's the river flowing that gets me. That was weird. Yeah. But we can get to that. Also, eventually a weird sort of slit forms on the neck. Yeah. What is that for again? Do you remember? Because I know you can grab their stinger out through that hole and kill them that way. I don't know. I thought it might have been like for a cer certain like breathing or it's for something. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it wasn't for Gamo Dottoro being like, we need a cool scene and they have to. <laughs> which well, it could have been. It serves some sort of purpose yeah. and it, it gets all like very early on infected Strigoi have a stinger, but they don't have the throat like yeah. thing. But they like later on, you can see that they mutate. It's almost like The Walking Dead, where the walkers get more rotten as the series progresses. Yeah. The Strigoi get more mutated and like looking get, as like the show progresses. Yeah, because they just get older. Yeah, and they are in. And speaking of zombies, they are somewhat similar to zombies, and that the only way you can kill one is removing its head or destroying its brain. Yeah, which I I enjoy. I yeah. like. It's not like a wooden stake through the heart or something. No, I don't like it when it gets too specific. I yeah. just head, heart, that's fine. Like <laughs> They also have a pretty severe allergy to silver. Oh yeah. It, it burns burn, them. It burns their skin. Oh, in sunlight. They also yes, they can't set foot in sunlight because they will burn. So sunlight, silver, and a good hit on the noggin and <laughs> work. Yeah. And they they're like feral vermin almost because yeah. they congregate in huge groups underground in places where no like no one's gonna find yeah. them. We should probably talk about hive mind real quick. I was going I was getting into yeah. that. Normally without a leader, Strigoi are like animals. They mm -hmm. they rely basically on hunting instincts. Yeah. But when they're under the control of an ancient such as the master. Yes. There is a sort of hive mind where anyone infected's mind is subsumed by the masters, and they he knows what they know. Yeah, he controls them. He tells them where to go. He can see through any one of their eyes at any given. Oh, time. and he can communicate with people through them. He can use them like basically like you're getting FaceTimed by the master. <laughs> yeah, you can, <laughs> and which is terrifying. It's really awful. He can hear. He can s smell. Like he can use all five senses of every single Strigoi under him. Mm -hmm. It's honestly insane to fight him. He's a very difficult villain to face with yeah. because, as we mentioned earlier, the main, the main method of transmission are worms. Yeah. The master, him, the body of the master is not the master. No. There is a primary Strigoi worm inside of him that you must destroy yes. in order to permanently kill the master. <laughs> Yes. It is the major worm. It is the king worm. Wormus primus. It's wormus primus. Primius wormus. <laughs> um, worm prime. <laughs> it, that thing was so gross when we saw it like, in the yeah, third it, season. It's like, it's the Strigoi worms are very small and thin, white worms. It was a very chunky worm. It was a large, big worm. It was, it was very gross. It was so gross. It was like an earthworm on steroids. <laughs> it was slithering through slime into oh, a gross. into a storm drain. Yeah, it was a storm drain, and like, it was Quin. We'll get into Quinlan soon. Yeah, because he is a unique entity. He's very much. If anyone's seen Blade, ah, that's yeah. It's almost I would say the perfect comparison. Oh yeah, they're both can technically like Dompiers. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those who don't know, that is a biologically born half vampire. Yeah. Okay, so, so. we got anatomy. Let's. Do you want to handle like the ancients, like what they are, real quick? So Strigoi have been around a very long time, mm-hmm. and there are certain individuals yeah. that are old enough and powerful enough that they can exert control over lesser Strigoi, yeah. and these are called the ancients. There's uh, seven of them in all. There was there was what three in the New World, North America, and four. I thought it was yeah. No, you're right. Three in the New World, four in the Old World, and then one ancient, the Master, who didn't. So around eight. Yeah, the Master is basically a rogue ancient. Yes, <laughs> who didn't want to because the ancients wanted to just hide in the shadows. By the way, they're pretty wealthy. They've been able to obtain a good little, um, I would say, monopoly of wealth, of resources. They even have their own like pretty small but pretty um, efficient military. And also another quality of the Strigoi is immortality. They can live for as long as, as long as they want, as long as they don't get killed by sunlight silver or head Mm -hmm. trauma and they can heal pretty much any wound that isn't inflicted by something made of silver exactly yeah they can even heal like terminal illnesses Mm -hmm. they just can't they can't regenerate limbs no which is not that big of a deal as because they're also really quick they're very fast. Very strong. Very, very. Their physical attributes are increased like tenfold. Oh yeah. Um, they become like the perfect hunters. Exactly. They are the apex predator mm-hmm. of all apex predators. Like when they're quote unquote new, like newly born. Yeah. They're pretty clumsy, mm-hmm. and I mean, because they're it feels like the the host is still trying to fight, like it off, but once. After a while, they kind of gain their footing and become, like, fully fully fledged Strigoi, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, and we kind of see a few different types of Strigoi. We have our normal one, which are kind of pale. Well, not kind of pale. They're very pale. Very milky like, white. Yeah, ew. yeah, that is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, That's it, just the... like, they're <laughs> that is true. Like, they lose pretty much all pigmentation in their skin. Mm-hmm. And they they have the normal stinger. They're also the you can like tell different ones by kind of their positioning, like mm-hmm. their stance. Because like the normal ones are pretty like up. They pretty they straightforward. they have good posture. Yeah, they have like, better posture. Mm-hmm. And oh, this one's deeply upsetting, but uh, the blind children. Oh God. So there's a kind of a unique type of Strigoi seen a yeah. little bit into the series called... What were they called? Like I totally forgot. Oh, they were, like, called... They had, like... They um, had a name. It wasn't... It was, like, Seekers or something. It was, like, seek, like Seekers or something, but... I don't think that's a name, but it's pretty close to it's what It's close it enough to what we need. Uh, but, again, slight trigger warning, because it's a little disturbing. Yeah, um, I'll give another, like, three minutes... Well, we kind of are. Well, yeah. This won't take long to cover, so just skip I, I would ahead say like a little 44. bit. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have to be made from children who are blind from birth. Yes, and they must be blind from birth. Uh, we see a scene 
where I chorused is leading a school of blind children. Yeah, there's an evacuation happening. Yeah. And Eichhorst intercepts a bus from a school for blind children. And he says he's taking them to a safer location. And once he has all the kids, he has to teach her. So they're all blind from birth. And she says yes. And he's like, perfect. And he pretty much kills them all. And a special, like, burial process is done. They have to be, like, buried in, like, the dirt with the worms. Mm -hmm. And they're born out of it. They come they out cr- like, like plants yeah. yeah and they become these very creepy organisms yeah. they are like 10 times faster than the actual shrugoi who they're are pretty fast much faster they are, they have their own stinger um they have perfect tracking abilities they can track anything based on scent oh because yeah because they are still blind they are the perfect like hound dogs yeah they're basically they basically become bloodhounds oh yeah um, and they move in a very creepy fashion because they, like, they move around on all fours, mm-hmm. like, animals. Yeah. And they make these really creepy, like, clicking noises. Oh, the way they walk is so disturbing. Like, it's very... <laughs> I hate them, honestly. I know. Which made me like them a little because I I would see you, like, disturbed. I'd be like... <laughs> Because I just see you horrified, and I thought it was kind of cool because I like the clicking sound. And I was just see you in the back like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how that went down. And there is, like, another type of Strigoi that's, like, seen later on in the series. It's like, in the fourth season. Um, they they're, are... They're called mongrel. They Strigoi. are mongrels. There's a specific way to make them using moonlight and... They're more of the adult versions of trackers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just definitely much more, I would say, bulkier, much more strong. Yeah. So where of the the seekers or whatever they're called are bloodhounds. These yeah. are like attack dogs. Exactly. That's how they're used. Oh, def- they move they're around. They're on leashes. They're, legit yeah. leashes. They move. They move around on all fours. Um, mm-hmm. They have they're chained up with leashes, yeah. um, and they even have like a muzzle thing on from when they're not attacking, so they don't just attack random things. Exactly. Very aggressive. Yeah. Can they see? I they was... can. I'm pretty sure they can. Mm-hmm. All right. So we took care of all those. We got the ancients, who, by the way, they look different. They're much taller. They don't have their noses. Yeah. Eventually, if you're alive as a struggle long enough, you will lose your nose. You'll lose your nose, which small price to pay. <laughs> you become more and less and less human looking the longer yeah. you are a struggle. Because the ancients are, by the way, like thousands of years old, mm-hmm. over two thousand years old at yeah. the very least. By the way, if you're a struggle, you pretty much almost become animalistic yeah. unless chosen by ancients to not be animalistic. Yeah, so you lose like pretty much all of your intelligence except in certain circumstances like ancients may choose to grant some or all of your intelligence back mm-hmm. to you. And we see a small portion from like I would classify them as the good ancients that we meet because mm-hmm. there's three good ancients within New York and pretty much they have a small tactical team of Strigoi they gave, like, mental capacity to. Mm-hmm. And they also made sure that they have weapons, which are really cool. I Their really weapons are awesome. That. Yeah. They have, like, these guns that, like, shoot out, like, blocks of, like... Just, like, darts of silver. 
Yeah, so like silver darts. They're not really crossbows. They're like dart guns almost. Exactly. And they also have cool like hooded uniforms. Yeah, they have awesome looking. They have like cool like tactical gear with hoods. Like like they have gear that lets them like walk in the sun if they need to, but they'd rather not. Yeah. It still isn't fun. I will say one thing. I would have loved it if we saw maybe instead of... Because we see, like, what, five of them? Yeah. Six, yeah. And none of them are really named. (laughs) None of them are named except for one who, like, it's just... He wasn't in for such a short time that it feels, like, kind of useless to... To even mention it. Yeah. But I would have rather liked to see a hundred of them or maybe even more. Mm Mm-hmm. And see them have, like, their own army fighting the Strigoi. Because yeah. they just have such interesting weapons. They do. I'm wondering why there weren't that many of them. I guess it's just because they didn't think they needed that many of them. Well, yeah, the ancients just needed them for hunting. Mm-hmm. And because they probably didn't think that the master was coming. And also, if you take enough people to, like, turn them. something like that. People, people are going to ask questions. Yeah, no, someone's going to notice. Yeah, someone's going to notice. But that was cool. And by the way, like, this small team is, I think it's time to get into Quinlan. What do you? Mm-hmm. They were trained by a certain individual named Quinlan. And he's also the the master's son. He is the master's direct descendant. Yeah, direct descendant. He's known as the Born. The Born. I love that name. <laughs> and pretty much the master was, he was, like, under, not, I wouldn't say under, but he was working for the Roman emperor during the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and he would have concubines sent for him to feast on, which is awful. And one of them was pregnant at the time that he was feasting, mm-hmm. and she gave birth right at, like right after she died, and because the the, the infection went, is so yeah, like it's rapid, so rapid, it changed the baby's physiology exactly. So when he was born, he was pale. He was born with a stinger. Mm-hmm. He pretty much is an entire Strigoi, except he has the mental capacity. Yeah, he has a free will. He has a free will, and he can move in light. He can't infect anyone. He has his own, He's in very intelligent. Yes. Even though for a long period of time before he was, like, taught anything, he was just kind of feral on his own. Yeah. Because that, that was just a circumstance thing, though. That wasn't anything to do with his nature that wasn't him besides if you look different and are in an ancient like kingdom Mm -hmm. where people believe in like mythology and like roman gods and stuff and you look different by any like little thing yeah you're going to be seen as a mystical creature it's just it's just how it is because they call they call the strigoi in in the roman flashbacks the strix yeah which are like, a good equivalent to a vampire in, like, Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah, but it's the best they it's, can. I think that's a fun detail, personally. Yeah. Because um, you kind of see, like, with... Because you get a little historical, like, mm-hmm. through World War II, through the Victorian era, through, like, different points of view throughout time. And they've always been there. Strigoi have always been around. They're not new. They never have been. Just hiding like rats in the yeah. various cor- dark, dank corners of the world. Yeah. Just there. Just another type of organism. Yeah. And their numbers just have never increased to the level before. By the way, he has a really cool sword. 
He does. Quinlan has a a, a sword, and the handle is carved from like bone. A hu- it looks like a human femur, I would say. I don't want to know who's. <laughs> I don't want to know who it belonged to, but yeah. it looks like it's human. Yeah, probably that like guy who was like owning him, that master who like had him in a cage. Oh yeah, he carved. was a slave. Yeah. at one point. Which and he was also a gladiator. He was a gladiator. Um. He, he he did a lot of things, and then he was a Roman centurion for a nice chunk of time. Mm-hmm. I love the line when he like comes into the ancients because he's like called in from the old world to, to like help fight to the take master. care of this yeah to kill the master because that's like his lifelong goal. Mm-hmm. And he says, "You call this a city? Where was Baghdad before the Mongols? Where was Rome? Where was like?" What else does he say? Constantinople. Now those were cities. And I love that because if I was an immortal, I'd act like that <laughs> so much. I know you would. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're history major. Yeah. It's oh. time because I really, really want to talk about Zach. And I'm not talking season one Zach. I'm talking. Now season season one Zach's a good boy. Season one Zach is a good boy. Season two through four Zach <laughs> is the worst character in anything ever. He, like, legitimately is the worst son you can ever ask for. He's an awful human being. And I know, I know, you're probably thinking, Marcus, he can't be that bad. He's a child. He's a child. He, He's one of our young. He's learning. He's just a teenager. Well, do most teenagers blow up New York with a <laughs> nuclear bomb because he's mad at his dad? <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Sorry, I just had to. Well, we're just getting straight into it then. Um, <laughs> kind of have so, to. <laughs> to give a little context, um, Zach's mom gets turned into a Strigoi. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. And <laughs> Zach refuses to believe she is dead. No, because the master, in his wisdom, has <laughs> bestowed upon her... Some intelligence. Like, she's pretty intelligent. She has, like, all her memories and stuff. Well, I just say that because it takes her some time to learn how to become human again. Oh, yeah, but it must be tough for anyone. Yeah. Um, so, which makes it even harder for Zach to believe that she's gone. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when she is talking to him, when she's, like, remem- memories and giving him, like, gifts and stuff. And so he believes she's back, and he's kind of, like, with the master for a good chunk of time. Yeah, because, like... The master keeps sending her to like try to coax yeah. him because the master knows what F is capable of doing and F is oh, trying yeah. to stop him. So he thinks of like the most effective like psychological way to attack F. Yeah, and that's to use his strigoified wife to get to their son. Get to their son because their son's like the only person he cares about anymore, which like perfectly reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> and F cannot get it through to Zach that. She is a Strigoi, and she is not the same person she used to be. So pretty much from season two to season three, we are dealing with Zach saying, Mom's back, F being like, no, she's now just like a weapon of the master. Mm-hmm. She's not really back. She's evil now. She will she will hurt you or she kill you. She will kill you if the master says so, and the master's totally fine killing you. So we go through that back and forth with she's bad, no, she's not, for like, like two seasons. Yeah, and it seems at points it seems like F is making progress with Zach, but then something happens and then Zach goes right back. But she's still alive. Yeah, she's still she's coming for me. She wants like she's and, still there, and it's like 
No, she's not. No, she. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... and every time he makes an argument, then we go like we flash to her, and she's like making plans on how to like destroy Brooklyn and like <laughs> putting on her fake human makeup or like killing someone, killing someone or killing like the seekers who she's in charge of. She's in charge of the kids because she's seen as the mother. Which is very creepy. I don't like that. It's so awful, especially watching them interact with each other. Yeah. Because it's, it's animalistic with with people who are obviously not like animals. Yes. Like, <laughs> so it makes it so much worse and so uncomfortable. Um, and then we get to the finale of season three when F has to kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the master is bringing in a secret weapon from Egypt, yes. which is thought to be... Uh, for a while, like another ancient, yeah, another like an ancient. ally. Yeah, which, but it ends up being two tactical nuclear bombs that he got from Russia. He just said they like they were they from shipped Egypt. it through yeah. Egypt, which is smart. Yeah, and um, he uses the nukes to pretty one, much. Yeah, he uses one of them on the ancients to wipe them all out in the yeah. same go, um, which makes a whole part of the city collapse that no one ever talks about. Exactly, <laughs> that's never mentioned. And then pretty shortly after. The other one is a sort of, like, contingency weapon yeah. in case the master is killed. Because the plan almost works. It does. They put uh, the master in a, like, silver web-lined silver oh, coffin yeah. and are trying gonna to— put him in the ocean. They're going to try to put him in the ocean. Um, and it almost worked, except— <laughs> uh, She attacks F and Zack while— yeah. um, that happens and oh and by the way just a little context she has been taking care of zach this entire like for a good chunk of time mm-hmm. kind of just saying the master's good and even like i chorus has been acting of i wouldn't say father but maybe like uncle figure mm-hmm. and f kills her in front of zach yeah zach gets upset and for some reason i course decided to hand him the detonator which honestly i course part smart <laughs> and Zack dooms the human race. <laughs> yeah, because guess what happens if one nuclear bomb goes off? A million other governments believe war has begun and all nuclear bombs go off. <laughs> which creates a radioactive nuclear winter, which prevent, which allows the Strigoi to walk the streets freely. Yes. And they take over the world. <laughs> Just, like, right when there's a glimmer of hope that, like, this protagonist yeah. can win this, they've got it. Yeah, like, we're ending at season three. Oh, wait, there's another season, maybe. It's just, like, the rebuild. <laughs> no. <laughs> it Zach, gets so much Zach worse. wiped out the majority of the human race. Yeah, like, a lot of people are gone. So if you were thinking, oh, well, this just sounds like a small, like, New York I- outbreak, like, sh- like Shaun of the Dead or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's a small little outbreak that gets taken care of easily. Nope. <laughs> Well, even before the nukes went off, there was outbreaks popping up in other cities. Yeah, at that but point. it would have. I feel like it could have still been taken care Cause, of. Because like they like you think you're winning the war. Yeah. And then that happens, and then. Yeah. And then season four picks up with all of our main characters that are still alive, mm-hmm. scattered to the winds. Like how many years later, or how much time later? It's only like a few months, right? It's been a few months uh, at the most a year. Mm-hmm. It's not that much. F is in Philadelphia. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fett and... Oh, we forgot... Uh, What's her name? What's her name? Dutch. We Dutch. forgot about Dutch. Dutch is, Dutch is so very, cool. Dutch is cool. She's a very, like, British hacker. Really and cool. The hacker very... part is very important because she's hi- initially hired by uh, Eldridge Palmer. Eldridge Palmer. To 
take down the internet completely. Yeah, um, which she does. She does very handily. She's very good at her Which job. also ends up, because, like, no one can communicate with each yeah. other. And, and she, also the cell towers and stuff, right? Yeah, she takes care of it all. And she, Yeah, and after she realizes what she's done, she abandons that and joins up with our group of protagonists. Yeah, because she didn't know. She just thought it was, like, for the money. Mm-hmm. And... Well, pretty much, she's really cool. She's very, like, British punk, which I always love. I just hated how, like, whenever they had the chance, they had to, like, set her up with any other character. And, she, like, she is in a relationship with Fett for a while. Yeah. After, like, her girlfriend, like, runs away from her. Like, yeah. during a gas station confrontation with Simster Goy. I, I found it weird every time we went back to the girlfriend because she lived. She was able to get out and, like, survive and mm-hmm. everything. And it felt like they were going to, like, repair things. But then they, that just stopped. <laughs> and then it would always be like, oh, we're going to get back together. Oh, we're not. Oh, we're going to get back together. And then, like, Fett's on the other side of the line thinking, oh, we're going to get back together. Oh, we're not. Like, Dutch, just take some time. <laughs> she bounces between, like, and after she's finished with Fett, yeah. She gets with F for a very yeah. small amount of time. Which did not need to happen. No, that, that was, was just that the was writers being stupid. <laughs> Dutch can do whatever she wants, but at some point you can obviously see the the hands of the writers. <laughs> so, yeah, Dutch is very cool. Uh, she, goes, uh, she goes through some pretty gnarly stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, some very uh, upsetting things happen to her. Yeah, I think we're just We're not going to talk about I don't, that. Um, I just don't want to. Just if you watch it, just keep in mind that there's some really graphic stuff. Really graphic stuff. Very um, just really bad things. We don't like Nazis on this podcast. If that wasn't I, apparent. By the way, I hope most podcasts don't like Nazis. Yes. And if you are one of the ones that do, find me. I will fight you. Oh yeah, we we're talking about where the characters end up after the nukes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She's with Abraham. Yeah, Dutch is with Abraham. Fett is with a group of mercenaries in Quinlan who are trying to find an, another nuke to fight. Um, they're in the Dakotas, by the way. Are they? Yeah, they are. They're because they have a in the Midwest. There's a lot of silos, nuke silos. Yeah. With, we live in Oklahoma, so not that's concerning f- at yeah, all. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that won't cause any problems in the future. Great, we're gonna be like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I think we're going to end up being more like the Hills Have Eyes or something. Gross. Um, or we're going to be more like extra crispy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because radiation is not kind to the human body. Yeah. Um, but do you want to talk about what the Strigoi end up doing with human society? Because I think it's interesting. So after the, uh, don't they call it, what they what do they call it, like Emergence Day or something? They call it something like that. Where like when they can finally walk the streets during the day without getting burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Um, they very swiftly take over. The the, uh, the militaries of the world cannot handle it. No. Um, because uh, Strigoi are not only a biological threat, they are, like, a threat to morale. They're a threat to everything. Well, yeah, they are these creatures who can, like, they need blood. There's more of them. They are stronger, they are quicker, because they are not affected by radiation. No. All radiation the, yeah. does not affect the Strigoi. Yeah, because the things that attack us with radiation have already taken them. 
Mm-hmm. They so they are perfectly fine. They are stronger than us. Like they in, multiply way faster than we do. Multiply way faster. Like all the things that are weakening us are strengthening them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're just taking over. Yeah. So instead of just wiping out humanity completely, yeah, they get they get to keep their cities, but they're basically run by Strigoi, and they have some human like workers and uh, yeah. like figureheads because you know individual Strigoi are not great at organizing like no things. Wait, you don't want to go into like a corporate office and this is like a Strigoi in a suit like, like sitting there twitching yeah because they do twitch <laughs> they twitch and well they're not really audible no well that it's not making sound I just mean it's visual like they're constantly like twitching oh no 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 I meant they can't speak yeah that is true they can't speak <laughs> They've essentially, like, turned what's left of humanity into yeah. a very dystopian society. Like, we're their food. Yeah. Um, so they keep people organized into these, like, really poor, like, living facilities. And they all have jobs. Like, some of them grow food for what's left of humanity. Yeah. Some of them, like, work. Uh, some like, of them, like, do guard details. Some of them are just, like, janitors. Some of them work, like medical capacity yeah some of them do like food supplies Mm -hmm. everyone everyone has a role to play Mm -hmm. and they all have to wear armbands that have their like blood type identification and stuff on them which is interesting and by the way if you do not work for this dragor you are a constant threat Mm -hmm. like it's fair you practically are living illegally yeah or you are a (laughs) dragoi or you are a dragoi it's very dangerous and pretty much why one of the main reasons why they have everyone in the city is because of what they're doing in the rural areas. Mm-hmm. So there are like certain apartment blocks that the Strigoi live in. Yeah. Because the Strigoi kind of congregate together when they sleep. Yes. But outside of these cities, they're organizing these things that they, they say are farms. Yeah. But uh, let's just say the master is taking some notes from his previous experience in the 1940s. Yeah, and, and it's really sad when Abraham like sees them and is like, "This looks familiar." It's happening again. It's happening again, and it's honestly heartbreaking. It is, um, but pretty much just let's just take rip off the band aid. They are herding people into these warehouses where they drain them of blood in these like so you know a, a meat packing facility basically. Pretty much that. It's Except and it's, it's even more to, gruesome. It drains blood out of humans. Yeah. They put it into storage tanks and then they pump it into the water supply pipes of the apartment buildings that Stragoya live inside of. Yeah. So just constant food source, mm-hmm. and that's why they keep the humans alive because they can always. And under this society, like black market, like trading and crime has flourished. Yeah. There's a very, very, very loosely organized resistance movement. Yeah. I say that because they, they're terrible at what they do. They well, yeah, they bombed like a supply truck for humans. <laughs> yeah, they they bombed a supply truck for humans. They bombed a a, a bus because they didn't know what was inside of it. And yeah, it was and trans- it was prisoners. It's transporting human prisoners. Yeah, and at this time, most prisoners probably aren't bad people. <laughs> no, they're like political prisoners almost. Yeah, people who have like dissented. Exactly. Or it's, like crossed the Strigoi. It's really. It's very bad, and we are able to, like, we never, the good side is never, like, in masses. It's never the majority. It's usually pretty small. Mm -hmm. And 
we are able to get a nuke back to New York and pretty much they are able to take care of. They're able to, to uh, finally destroy the master. Yeah, because they, they got Quinlan, who has 2,000 years of prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the nuke. They have this really cool book that's made, the cover's made entirely out of pure silver that is a collection of hundreds of years' worth of information on the Strigoi from almost every single culture imaginable who's had to deal with them. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. I will say one more pretty disturbing thing yeah. about the dystopian Strigoi society is they, uh, well, I will say Dutch at first is with Abraham, like trying to survive. The breeding. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they get separated part. and she ends up in a breeding facility, which is just as horrible as it sounds. And I don't want to talk too much about it, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I do want to like say something. If you watch the pilot to the, last episode one character especially since one of the character like Zach does end up again spoiler but I feel like we've we've crossed that bridge we've crossed that bridge a long time ago Zach is gone yes he was awful but he's still like 14 or something he was a child he was a child and the thing is like they get this plan to eliminate the master it succeeds at a cost yeah because um it's Quinlan Originally, Fett and Quinlan were supposed to go down into the underground where they lured the master. Yeah. But F takes Fett's place. Which is probably the best idea. Yeah. and um, Because he knows Zack is down there. Yeah. And uh, let's just say the master ends up killing Quinlan. Yeah. Um, and then... I liked Quinlan. I loved Quinlan. He's so cool. Yeah, he is. He's one of the coolest characters in that show. Essentially, the ma- the master's ability to switch bodies at will. Yeah. He, he takes over F's body. Um, and then Zack witnesses that. Yeah. And Zack is actually the one who ends up pulling, pushing the detonator and destroying the master for once. Well, I mean, do what you're good at. <laughs> he's already demonstrated that skill quite handily. <laughs> yeah, he, he's good at pressing buttons that destroy the world. Uh, well, this one was underground, so it wasn't oh, yeah. as bad. It made, like, a city block, like, fall in. but <laughs> Just a city block. That's nothing. Well, it didn't irradiate <laughs> the atmosphere further. Okay, that's true. Actually, the atmosphere gets pretty good pretty quickly. Yeah, it ends up recovering. Like, yeah. humanity recovers, the environment recovers, they're able to kill off all of the straggling Strigoi. I will say there are a few, like, little things. Like, the radiation seemed very quick. Yeah, that go- that takes... For those who don't know, radiation takes forever to go away. Like, hundreds to thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Like, the term half-life describes the amount of time it takes for half of the radi- Like, half of the time radiation takes to go. Yeah. Exactly. So it being within three, four years mm-hmm. of radiation, all well, radiation. I guess yeah, that is true, but I guess it also depends on the source of radiation because yeah. different different materials produce different amounts and types of radiation. Yeah. So, but I think it is a little unrealistic given that there were multiple nukes set off across the world. Yeah. That the atmosphere is just able to heal itself within like a few years. Exactly. And people didn't look like they were that bad after radiation. No, no one looked sick. No one looked like irra- radiation poisoned. Yeah. Because the, nu- the tactical nu- nuke that set off the end of the world happened on the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. 
So it was super close to, like, it wasn't directly inside of New York, but it was very close. I mean, I feel like that's going to hit. It was close enough. <laughs> yeah. And Fallout is a thing. No, exactly. Radioactive Fallout is a thing. We can talk about the Master, and then we'll give our, like, div- will we survive, and then... Rating. Rating, and then yeah. we'll call it call we'll it an episode. We'll call it an episode. <laughs> um, so, the Master. Really well-written character. Mm-hmm. Really, like... I know with most of our villains, we've been like, eh, that's fine. Master's pretty good. Great voice actor. Great voice actor. Because no matter who speaks, the same voice comes out of them, like the exactly. host. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, great voice actor. We get like a. I did want to talk about this. The, like, the flashback to how he gets into his like body now. Because the host takes the host. The master yeah. takes a few host forms throughout the series, but the yeah. one we see him in the longest is like the one for the first season mm-hmm. is probably the coolest. Also, mm-hmm. and the thing is, he's massive. Oh yeah. But it, but the like without knowing, you would expect that to be because he's such an old stragoy. Exactly. But that's just because the host he took was a man with gigantism. Yes. Ooh, he was a very big man. Very big man. Very friendly man. Very, no, he was such a good he was guy. Like, he was like the gentle giant of the place he lived in. Oh, yeah. He like he would hand out like candy to kids. He was mm. a sweet guy. And the cool cane sword actually belonged to him because yeah. he had problems walking because, you know, for those who don't know, gigantism causes some health issues. Oh, yeah. And also, it, he was part of like nobility, so... Mm-hmm. It just comes with the comes with the. It's role. like an heirloom cane. Actually, a big part because Abraham takes it from I Horse, who's about to purchases it, so he can give it to the master because mm-hmm. the master wants it back, and that's like a big thing. Like the master is angry at Abraham for taking the cane sword, because it's like a sign of his like power almost, mm-hmm. and one of the only things on the planet that can like harm him. Exactly. So, because. As you might expect, the master is very difficult to harm. Oh, yeah. He can move very fast, mm-hmm. way faster than any other Strigoi, like almost imperceptibly fast. Yeah. Even f- at his size. And it seems like in his bigger form, he is a bit slower than he is in like his smaller forms. Oh, yeah, but the thing That's is, just... he's coming, he's so big and mm-hmm. coming at such a speed that I don't even think it, it matters. No. It's like a raging bull. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about the water real quick? Or do you think we kind of covered... We can. I just find it as an inconsistency because they're, like, they can't pass through, like... Strigoi um, can't cross, like, running water without assistance. (laughs) Which maybe, okay, maybe that's not as big of a deal because, like, they on that boat, it's not like either of them were driving, the human was. Yeah. So I can kind of see it. But, like, we we don't get a reason behind it. No, there's no, like biological reason mm-hmm. it's not like the sunlight it's not like the silver this is a like, legit yeah it could honestly just be a hoax maybe because like the strigoi yeah. are very much like a biological thing yeah there's not really a curse involved no it's not some like the only reason they're as old as they are is strictly biological mm-hmm. and it just like the fantasy built around the the science which happens, like, throughout, like, that's where unicorns came from, from rhinoceros. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> that that's how things work. Mm-hmm. And people thought that Cyclops were real because they would find elephant skulls. and they just That is one of them. my favorite historical things. It's cool. 
because I love a good Cyclops. My favorite so. thing is people thinking mermaids were manatees. That's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny because now I'm just trying to think, what did humans look like if they thought manatees? <laughs> the most disgusting creatures. Would we survive? We'd probably end up becoming Strigoi. No, yeah. Well, I feel like, yeah. so many people become Strigoi, even people you think are skilled enough to survive. Oh, because no. Because they're just so infectious. And there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, you can, and they're quick. They're very quick. No, I can see see it. And even if that doesn't get us, the radiation will. And even if that doesn't get us. Something will. Starvation. Something will find us. I don't think we would survive. No, I don't think we would either. And I'm even trying to give us a little credit here. Well, it's something. Uh, we just, you can't fight fallout. No. Radiation is like, unless we wear lead-lined suits constantly, we're not going to survive. All right, fair. I'm going to give it an 8.5 fets out of 10. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna go stingers, but yeah. I I was thinking of stingers, but I wanted something a little funnier. Oh, Fett's. Yeah, because <laughs> Fett is my favorite character. I do love Fett. I felt like we didn't cover him as much as we probably should have. He's fun. We'll make an entire episode dedicated. to Okay, Fett. maybe. <laughs> well, joke. we'll see what happens. Um, That's a I'm, joke. <laughs> yeah, I will go like four point seven Fett's, because I really five. really like it, but there's just. A, out of five, yeah. Not out of... <laughs> I was going to say, wow. No. It's a quick turnaround. <laughs> no. Out of five. Because I really like it, but there are just some things. like There's some weird discrepancies, like the running water thing. Running water, I just didn't like the romantic relationships. There's... A lot of them were very unnecessary. <laughs> a lot of them were unnecessary. A lot of them were just like affairs. Yeah. And the ones that I was kind of okay with, we just didn't see them grow. Yeah. Because I will say on this podcast, we are not against having relationships between characters. They just need to be well written. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can't just write it because you need a like. To oh. have one. Yeah. Because that's just dumb. Mm -hmm. If you. If it's a well-written relationship, I'm all for it. Like Glenn and Maggie, or literally any relationship on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Those are so well-written. Yeah. And because, like, the only one I kind of sort of support is, like, Dutch and her girlfriend. And we don't even see that as much as I wish we did. And that did. still seems unhealthy. Yeah, because she legit ran. Like, Dutch was left for dead. Yeah. So, you and that's the only one I'm kind of okay with because, like, Fett just gets jealous so quickly. He does. And I just, I think that man just needs to be, like, left alone with, like, an architecture book and, like, I don't, an axe. Like, because <laughs> he gets around, too. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got, he, he really lays on the charm. Which I don't personally get. Like, I'm not saying he's, he's really cool. All right. I think that that should be it. I think I think we, we can wrap up. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up right now. So um, it was great being here. It was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a good episode. It was today. a good episode. I really enjoyed it because we both really like this show. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. really love this show. And by the way, next week, come like tune in because we will be dealing with one of my like favorite horror movies Cabin in the Woods. Yes. It's going to so be so fun. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. All right. So guys, um, see you later and hope you survive the apocalypse.